0: Your favorite band's about to play a sold-out show. You got in. Over here. With a friend and found a spot close enough to see the set list. They're definitely playing your song. When you're with Amex, it's not if it's going to happen, but when. American Express. Don't live life without it. And now an update on what some analysts and reporters are calling the great resignation and the upside of it all. As many as 44% of workers are leaving their 9 to 5s behind and looking for life hacks to make up the difference in income as they pursue other jobs. And as that number grows, so have downloads of an app called Upside. It's a free app for cash back on gas, groceries, and at restaurants. Can an app like Upside really make a difference? You bet! With Upside, users can earn an average of $96 a year, and it works at all the big gas brands like Shell, BP, Valero. Phillips 66, Circle K, etc. And at favorite local grocers and restaurants. Everyone's got to drive and eat, right? If you want to get in on this life hack, we have a promo code for you. Head to the App Store or Google Play and download Upside. Enter code HACK to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use code HACK.
1: Hello listeners, this is Jim the Keys bartender. You know where I'm coming from. You get me, don't you? I hope you do. It is, well, it's beautiful right now. It's rainy. We had big fat raindrops last night. Big fat raindrops. They were, I don't know, they came when they were hitting. It sounded almost, if it was a little harder, I think it was hail. But it was as if someone was dumping shot glasses on the house. Shot glasses of water one ounce droplets crazy rain you know but i'm not a meteorologist i just know we had a decent amount of rain i know it's cool and what that means for business that normally means when it's rainy and cool we get more business at the restaurant that i work at but unfortunately Things have slowed down a bit. I don't know what the cause is. I'm not going to pretend what the cause is. It just is. It just is. Call it COVID. Call it the lag from the peak at the thing. We, we Finally, it slowed down. It's not a good thing for everyone, but fortunately for places where they're having problems with um, manpower, and that's losing people due to illness, COVID, whatever, flu, cold. I think with more people, this would just be one thing, more people with uh, taking the mask off, uh, I, the prior to it, the last year and a half when I started removing the mask and going into businesses and things like that, that kind of protected me. But it also reduce my exposure to the regular flu and the cold and I didn't get strep throats and things like that. So it's a balancing act, I get. People say we're ruining our natural immunity. I I don't believe that wearing a mask hurts your breathing. I mean, it does restrict your breathing. But then again, so does being parked behind a diesel-powered bus restricts your breathing. Right? Or living in Beijing and shit like that, that, re- that restricts your breathing. So, who knows? It's very confusing right now, but I know that uh, anything I can do to put a barrier between me and someone else getting sick. That's my main concern right now. I don't want to get someone else sick. If I get, I don't want to get sick because I don't want to miss work. I can't. I can't. At this point in my life, I really can't afford to miss work. It's not. And then I have coming up the peril of perils for people in the service industry unless you're working at a place where a corporate place where they actually pay you but they don't when they don't really pay you do they um jury duty when i say they pay they pay you they don't a lot of corporations in the united states or companies in the united states if you get called for jury duty they'll pay you while you're on jury duty that is not the case in most for most people working in the so, service industry. So, I got my jury duty. I'm torn because I do I I do believe that a US citizen has a right to a trial by jury of their peers. Right? And it's not just people that want to serve on jury duty, it's everyone. Not not a, you know, your peers, it could be you know, a, a cross section of society <clears throat> and if you're familiar with the justice system that <clears throat> defense and the prosecution or the litigant whatever they get a chance to question potential jurors, jurors and they look for conflict and sometimes they can object for no cause, they can just strike that well oh, we just don't like this person they get a certain amount of strikes in it it strikes for a cause i think that's unlimited like if someone's a police officer and a police officer's officer's testimony is required and they worry about the jury taking undue credence of someone in particular i and i just picked that off the top of my head and if it was a doctor and they don't may not want a doctor on there to slant they want to make it as neutral as possible and it's virtually impossible for that for a jury and stuff like that so i i normally could try to go in there with an open mind when i have the opportunity and if actually if my bar shift started later that would be no problem because i could have just if i started at five o'clock i could just be ready for work and then drive from the courthouse then just like any time, if there was a two-week trial, it's like, imagine not getting paid for two weeks. And you're in the keys. Try explaining that to... I mean, most of the people in the judicial system down here, they understand. They say, listen, it's very expensive to live down here. And and sometimes you get this attitude from people that work in the judicial system and you know the guys that enforce these issuances of jury duty says we don't care this is your duty you got to show up you know it's not about money and stuff like that we give you we give you 10 15 a day so deal with it you know if i was wealthy that would be no no issue but at this point in my life it doesn't doesn't really float the boat i know it doesn't sound very much civic-minded but I could probably make it wrong. I'll go like this. I'll try, you know, it sucks. But, I mean, if things happen, the longer the jury is out, the less... I mean, that would influence my decision, wouldn't it? If you're financially... If you're financially beholden to work, the need you have the need to work because of the cost of living down here, then you have to say that would could affect... It shouldn't affect my decision, but it could affect how quickly I arrive at my decision and the anxiety level I have when I'm being, making the decision. And I've said, oh, well, the, the person that's on trial should know that because they just robbed the bank. They should understand very clearly. They needed money too. That's why they robbed the bank. That would rob the bank. That would be a federal trial. So that would be down at Key West, which is old. A whole different kettle of fish. Well, as I was saying, when uh, we don't have as many vacationers, just slowed down right then. It went from one week to the next. We were back to, I mean, the slowest it's been since I think right before when COVID broke out, we had to close the overseas highway. And we just had locals. That's what it seems like now. Right now we got a little vacationers. And we don't have as many locals because the locals, some of them are sick and things like that. But they're starting to come back. Oh my God. Look at that yawn. Whew. So, with that, I don't have as many margaritas, mojitos, and pina coladas. In the last two days, I may have made, I worked two nights I made each night I made at least served at least 150 to 200 drinks, and maybe two margaritas, two virgin pina coladas, and two or three mojitos in two days. And that would be normally it would be something like that one in, you know one an hour. So we had like twenty of each, in some sort of fashion. People in vacation mode, they get drinks they normally don't get at home. So if you drink seven and seven, they may drink an old fashioned. That's not very tropical, but that. But if they drink rum and coke, they may have a pina colada or a, a mojito. Or what's the other one? The margarita, right? If you're margaritas and margaritas, tequila drinkers and stuff like that. Boy, it's just being a margarita drinker, you got a lot of things going on there. That's, I mean, you got, depending on where you go, you could have like a variation of it. There's never the same margarita twice, right? You got tequila, you got sweet and sour mix or lime juice, triple sec, and uh, a little splash of roses, lime juice, or regular lime juice. Some people substitute, don't put the sour mix in and just use the agave nectar to sweeten it up a little. So you don't have the sour fresh lime juice in that. So there's only one, four or five degree ingredients and in, depending on that. It's just one of those things those mixers are the things that really get you dehydrated and stuff like that we had some i didn't say all the vacationers were gone we had a lovely couple from the west coast isabella and jason and they came in and, and they were staying across the street and they were taking it easy well kind of taking it easy when they were at my place they had uh the night before last they had some drinks and then they went someplace later and you can tell when you you know, a couple mixed drinks, if you're drinking they finished up with Bloody Marys they said when they went to another place to finish Bloody Mary I'm not going to diss the Bloody Mary but you really don't want to end your night and this is a guy that doesn't drink you don't want to end your night with a Bloody Mary that's just too acidic just think If you're going to overdo it that night, if you're going to, if you know you're going to drink heavily and I'd say I would never nowadays, if I could have controlled my drinking, I would never had drank heavily. But I would never, even in my heavies, I would never finish up with with anything like that, a Bloody Mary, because you got to think, what don't you want coming back on you? And a Bloody Mary is one of those things, right? It could look like you're coughing up your internal organs. I hope you're not eating when this happens, but that's just the thing. You got to be strategic. If you're going to abuse yourself, you got to be strategic. know a lot of people that do that they're out they're out the whole time they're abusing themselves but they're strategic about it said well i only drink this and i only drink this type of vodka because that other vodka gives me a headache and i said well maybe it's not the vodka that gives you the headache maybe it's the amount of vodka you drink and when you're drinking cheaper vodka sometimes people pour heavy more heavily when they're drinking cheaper vodka and they intentionally pour less when they're serving a premium one. Let's you don't you don't go crazy on the Don Julio nineteen forty two. I think that's Don Julio nineteen forty two. It's expensive tequila. Not super expensive. But then you would on your rail tequila. So people have this thing they think, well I'll just make you know, it's just bar Rail liquor is so much cheaper when they buy it. Rail liquor is so much cheaper. A lot of times less than $10 a bottle. A name brand, you're talking 20 on up. So people are more reticent to have a heavy hand. Just words of wisdom from the Keys bartender there. Moving away from the bar stuff. I'm listening to... I'm driving the daughter to work. uh, I'm not driving her to work. I'm driving her to school. Which is... I tell her that's her job. School's her job. But we're driving it. And she doesn't like to talk too much in the morning. Until she gets... Starts getting to school. She starts... She has a process for waking up. So... I'm listening to radio. And a lot of times especially down here in South Florida, I'm not aware of the commercial apportionments in the places you live, but there's a lot of injury uh, liability lawyers, injury liability lawyers, not defending liability, but, you know, accident. The old days you used to call them ambulance chasers. You know, they want to say, hey, what was that accident? Who caused it and stuff like that? Here's my card. And you've heard me in the past, so you're going to find this unusual. But he, the lawyer said, listen, I was in a serious accident and the unjust insurance companies. Now, unjust, I had a problem with that unjust insurance company. I don't have... Any interest in insurance companies. I don't know if they advertise on it because I don't have any direct sponsors from insurance companies. So I'm telling you this I have no interest in this and I'm not trying to curry favor with them. But most insurance companies aren't unjust, their job is to pay out as little as possible. That's your fist, they're fiscally responsible. If it's a publicly traded company, they're fiscally responsible to their investors and they're responsible to their policyholders. So their job is to question any payout. Any payout. And they restrict restricted amount of payoffs so they have amount of reserves. They have to have reserves. The premiums that you pay on your insurance is held in reserve to pay against claims. So the administrator... The administration of that same insurance company, the one that have the claims adjusters and claim processors and the, the secretaries, the everyone, the salespeople, they have to be paid from that premium. And they have to save as much of the premium as possible. And saving the premium it would be reducing the amount of payout. And that's being super vigilant and saying, this is what we pay out for that. Um, first of all we got to find out it's legitimate so they're going to be it's 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 when you hear corporate that means capitalist and capitalism isn't innately evil it's just that they who they're serving is is the stockholders and the policyholders but when the policyholder becomes a claimant then that relationship changes. Very few insurance companies that come out and give the largest settlement will not give, well, settlement is when you contest it. So, but very few insurance companies will come out and pay what we believe is the actual, if someone gets in an accident and let's say they lose, uh, they do a job where they have to walk around a lot. and They lose their legs. And you think, well, that person was 45 years old. The earliest they retire is when they're 63, 64, 65. So they have 20 years. They were making 60 grand a year. So that would be a million point two to replace that income, right? Nope, that's not what they're thinking. They're thinking, well, they can go on disability and get this, that. They get some, they get some insurance, some um, insurance. They get some tax uh, deductions. And we believe that that would be $100,000, a year and a half maybe of income replacement for someone. Oh, and then you'd have to find another job. You could possibly get another job, find another career. And, you know, you can go through all the different scenarios of why an insurance company would pay lower, but they always go for the lowest they can. Though they're not, they're not going to offer it. They're they're going to offer the lowest possible one, then get away. And just like employees, for big corporations, they have to have certain amount of employees to do certain amount of tasks to do tasks defined depending on their ability to perform the task. They will pay a corporation says, well, we need to. Uh, in order to get adequate people to do this, we have to pay them $40,000 a year. And then at a certain point, they say, well, we can't get anybody for that for $40,000 a year. Then they got to raise it. That's why uh, I'll, I'll tie this together with that um, one of these things that happened since COVID. So when lawyers call insurance companies unjust and people call lawyers bloodsuckers, lawyers aren't bloodsuckers. Lawyers, and I just have a problem with the representations of insurance companies, lawyers, some, and some other people, right? Automatically, we get, when we hear certain words for this, we already become in a contest with those people. You know, people in the industry go, and then let's say the service industry, they go, well, um, Tipped employees, you only pay me two bucks an hour and stuff like that. Yeah, but some places where you're getting paid two, three dollars an hour, you're walking out of there with three, four hundred dollars a night or some nights. I know I've done it. And people say, well, listen, what we'll do is we'll bring you up to the state required minimum. Let's say now it's 15, but there'll be no tipping. No tipping. So now, you get $15 an hour fully taxed and fully claimed. And then a lot of times people say, well, listen, you you know, um, the tip's not included, but we do pay our employees very well. And then people take that into granted. So they may end up making less. So that's that math that they use. And they always kind of explain to people, you know, it's kind of the restaurant, like the scene from in this movie called The Usual Suspects, it's it's Quentin Tarantino's first uh, motion picture or first released motion picture. There could have been a student one. And there's a scene where the gang that's going to do this jewelry heist is after they did their planning, they're out for breakfast. And they're at a diner. And the guy picks up the bill, the guy that's managing the whole heist. And he says, I'll pick up the bill, but you guys throw in the tip. And they were just going to throw in a buck apiece. I mean, it could have been an $8 thing or something like that, but it still wasn't that much. could I would have I told him to say two, two bucks in. And Steve Buscemi's character goes, nope, I don't tip. And he goes through a very reasoned thing. He says, no, well, the person... For multiple reasons, the person should not be uh, working in the industry if they require me to pay them. The restaurant should be, if they're not making it up, the restaurant should be paying them that much. It's not my responsibility. My responsibility is to pay for the food, not for the employee. All well and good. All well and good. But that's the system we work within here. So when you go to a Golden Corral, yes, people tip less because it's a buffet. But they still tip and you tip it tip at the cracker barrel, even cheap people know most cheap people know the tip they don't like it, but that's the the agreement we have and if in general if you talk about the whole agreement if we're if you consider yourself a member of the community and how wide the community is, whatever you is just your town or your state or your country. If you want people to do well, you think, well, I do go out. I don't have to go out. I can stay home. And if I stay home, I don't have to tip anybody. Unless I get my food delivered to me, right? That's the way they do it. the, they, No matter how new things come up with, corporations come about, online apps, and say, well, well, we'll get food delivered to you from restaurants that don't have delivery and stuff like that. But listen, if you're going to do this a lot, You might want to think about tipping your driver. And now they start, people start fucking around with stuff like that. It's not the people's fault. It's not the driver's fault. It's not the company's fault. It's just the way things work out. You got to think who's the constituency they're appealing to the company. When hospitals, people say, well, I was pregnant and the hospital kept me in for 24 hours and then we. Well, the hospital has a certain amount of resources. If they kept, if their policy was to let people leave people in for twenty four hours after their birth, then that's their policy because that's what they figure how much money they have and how much they get them reimbursed for. And that's the system we settled on. Our hospitals are private now. A lot of them are private. Some are some are more. Like they're state hospitals and. There's some for religious groups and stuff like that. It's just the way it is. There's a corporate system. There's a state-owned system. depending on your constituency. If something was run by the government, the government's constituency is the voters and the citizens. See? That's the only thing when they talk about socialism and capitalism and things like that. It all depends on what your constituency is, who who you're... Beholden to right toll booths toll booths to- what the fuck was that toll booths toll booths toll booths when we had toll booths because there's less and less now it's automated in the state of florida they're operated by private companies now they used to be operated by the state now it's funny when you go into a place like a DMV or government-funded thing, where their constituency is the people they're serving, you hear that noise right now. That's uh, one of those fighter jets doing a, a low flyover. You, you hear the rumble. It's either at a homestead or Key West Naval Air Station. Yeah. And it sounds like they're flying they were flying on the bay side. Okay. They're okay, well I can talk directly about that. Something it's not a problem because it's the daytime. They're not breaking any windows. I don't know if you were right underneath that they break the windows, but their constituency is their superior officers, and in the end, the American people and the Constitution. Right? Because we are um, of the people and for the people, right? So the military is for, for the people. Uh, that's easy. The DMV, it's government service. They They license people. They register vehicles. Their constituency is the people And there are superior uh, managers above them, superiors. But mainly who they serve are the people that come in. And when you, at least here in Key Largo, when we go to our place, they do seem to serve us really well. They do a great job down here. But a lot of different places, they kind of forget that. They kind of forget that. Like to protect and to serve, right? In some places, I think that's the motto of, LAPD to protect and serve. Some people may get stopped and they may feel like, wow, I don't feel protected right now, at least from you. And I don't believe I'm being served. Because, you know, but you don't want to be telling a police officer, you work for me. I pay your salary, blah, 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 blah. But that's ideally, we entrust them with the power to say they don't know. Yes. They are working for that person that was going 100 miles an hour down the road in a 50-mile-per-hour zone. But the also, it's enforcing the law, so you cannot, if you give someone a responsibility like a lifeguard, they're there to make sure everyone's safe. So, it's, if we, Throw back and we think of all these things like schools and that. The schools are there to service the children. That means providing education to them. Um, God, almost anything. The gym, I work for, those people for workout. When I'm teaching my class, that's a workout. And I got to get the best out of them. The best they can do that day. That's my constituency. Bar. Is the drinkers, but it does not necessarily mean that they get everything they want because within the reasonable means. Because if someone's if someone gets intoxicated and they could harm themselves and someone else, then I will not be serving their the greater good. So be mindful when we go to talk about insurance companies. Health insurance. now, like health insurance companies, talk about that all the time. Their constituency, that's the their constituency is the people that pay, but they are they are beholden to their shareholders. Now I understand it, the argument for people that say government run health care plans are horrible. Well, they don't serve a shareholder. They serve everyone. They serve everyone who has the government policy. And they have a certain amount of resources they have to divvy up. And they know they can can get. So hospitals may start rationing that because these companies are very, let's say, uh, a public a public insurance policy says well listen we'll only pay this much and we have the power of the purse here that if we not if you don't do it here you don't get any of them and then you lose out because 50 percent of the people that live in the area get these plans and other people don't have plans so how are you going to make money from them and we, we always say well they you know you had to wait this long for well you may have to wait you know the way uh Government runs, if, if you had an elective surgery, they put you on lower on the list than you would an essential one. And sometimes they'll say they, they have to meter it out, but that's for the greater good. Now, for privately owned companies, they too will meter insurance and say, sorry, that's not covered. Or you're going to have to pay ten thousand dollars out of your pocket in order to get that done. So it's not all it's not all you know good and bad. But looking at something good or evil, government-run healthcare, privately-run healthcare, doesn't tell the whole story. It's who they're beholden to, and that's not good or bad. That's just the relationship thing involving such as life. This is it for today. I want to thank... Oh, and uh, on last, I, I would like to say I have a friend in... I don't know if she listens to the show, but if she does. I have a friend in Japan. We've been talking a lot, and I hope she does. It's interesting, everyone that contacts me from uh, Asia, it's attractive women, they just seem to... Um, what did they do? They seem to be in health and beauty. Always in health and, uh, health and beauty industry. And then I'm, I'm waiting for this one to see if there's going to be, uh, you know, an ask for investment because they, everyone starts talking about investments when you talk online. So it's, it has something. Eventually, I always think when they, when they mention it and start testing lines, they ask you, did you make plans for your retirement? Unless she's looking for a husband here. Which, you got the wrong person here. Not that I wouldn't... You're a lovely woman and stuff like that. But I I am already... I I don't do the multiple thing. And in this late in life, I do not leave one for another. Because I realize the fallacy in behavior like that. goes, oh, this seems nice. I'd like to thank you for listening. Please, please, please keep up those downloads. I am fading fast because I just had a bunch of uh, spaghetti and meatballs after my workout today and you know what happens when I hit the carbs. Thank you very much and have a great day. Let's sign off here.
0: And now an update on what some analysts and reporters are calling the great resignation and the upside of it all. As many as 44% of workers are leaving their 9 to 5s behind and looking for life hacks to make up the difference in income as they pursue other jobs. And as that number grows, so have downloads of an app called Upside. It's a free app for cash back on gas, groceries and at restaurants. Can an app like Upside really make a difference? You bet! With Upside, users can earn an average of $96 a year. And it works at all the big gas brands like Shell, BP, Valero. Phillips 66, Circle K, etc. And at favorite local grocers and restaurants. Everyone's got to drive and eat, right? If you want to get in on this life hack, we have a promo code for you. Head to the App Store or Google Play and download Upside. Enter code HACK to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first fill-up. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use code HACK.